Gabi Nola. <laughs> Good morning and happy Friday, everyone. I am Iris Denise Owens, your host of The Autopsy of Her, Healing, Evolving, <laughs> Resiliency. <laughs> we are so happy to have you joining us today. We are really silly today. This is what happens. So this is the behind the scenes thing. This is what we do. We laugh and we giggle and then we say, okay, go. And then we are like, eh. but you know what? That's probably a good thing. So let me first introduce my beautiful sister and co-host. Good morning, honey bunny. How are you? Oh, good morning, honey bunny. I'm great. Stephanie Diani Green. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably better that we actually laugh. And because, and, you know, it's funny when I go back and look at our recordings, your face <laughs> is like, because when, you know, when you hit record, it's whatever it captures. And so sometimes it looks like we're sitting there looking like this. Or you know, it's just weird. It's weird. It's really weird. So I'm like, maybe we do need to start staging the, you know, the. <laughs> it's just like, and then what, how, how, how boring would that be, though? I know. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> sometimes, but sometimes my eyes look like they're rolled up in my head. I'm like, what in the turn? Oh, no, that's what that, but that's what they capture expressions. Yes. For some reason, that's weird because when we start, we don't have the I'm and I do wonder like why is that they capture that expression, the freeze, like on yeah. It's an expression, but that's not how we start off. I know, and it's so weird. So anyway, they, they they want to in the middle of a conversation. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And so mm -hmm. it's a still, so it's like a still frame. It's like taking a picture. And then, you know, when you re release it, then you see, but it looks so weird sometimes. But nonetheless, we are going to today talk about, well, I'm not even going to tell you what we're going to talk about. I'm going to give you the title and then maybe you'll figure out what we're <laughs> talking about today. So our title today is Bushwhack Paddywhack Give a Dog a Bone. Now, some of you, I'm sure, have heard that before. I'm sure most of you have heard that before because our listening audience is pretty much people our in our age group. So bushwhack, paddywhack, give a dog a bone, right? So what that basically talks about it, what it refers to is that giving someone another chance, giving yourself another chance, giving another person grace, as we talk about a lot, right? Um, learning how to forgive and forget, learning how to move forward after something tragic has happened or just hurt or pain. Because everything is not tragic, but everything, or not everything, but things in our lives do create trauma for us. And a lot a of contrast. times, right, or contrast, right, absolutely. And so a lot of times we don't move on or we think think we've moved on but mm -hmm. we live life looking in the rearview mirror so we're driving forward but we're looking in the rearview mirror which means we're constantly looking behind us um Steph made a good point when we were talking last night and in prepping for today about uh I want to make sure I say it so it was like that that chapter like I've read that book and that chapter is closed you gotta close the book and put the chapter away you already I mean I already read that right I already read that chapter the chapter is right. done I don't need to go back and read that chapter I, I got the cliff notes I got I, I, I'm done right you know we have moved on because you cannot move on looking backwards it doesn't work right right you know I mean it's, it's like that you know that saying if you're like looking in the rearview mirror 
then you're going to have an accident driving forward. Right. Right. So it doesn't, it, that, that those things don't work. So right. you have to be able to go through it, learn from it, put it in the book, close the book in that chapter, put the book away. Right. There it goes. Right. Because it's part of your growth. You know, like Absolutely. If you just analogy, like your growth is a library. Mm-hmm. So therefore you're building your library of yeah. knowledge. Yes. The things that you've learned and it is, it is a things that you have learned and we have to learn things that we don't want to learn. And then we learn things that we, but we want to learn, you know, yes. but they're all things that we learn. So you're building your library. And, you know, I read that book, you know, you go in a library, you know, I read that book. I read that book. I read this book, right. you know, right. and what you have learned from everything that you have read, you know, it's your experiences. But, you but I think, but I think sometimes in life, in in the because life is relational, right? We don't live on this as no man is. Oh, a no man is not. We don't live on this on this earth by ourselves. And of course, as we grow and we get older, you know, we we our circle of life becomes bigger. Meaning, the people that we are interacting with on a regular basis, or the people who are impactful in our life, whether positive or negative, does expand. And so we were having a conversation about when you look at relationships, right? And this is all of us included, men and women. This is not one-sided in any way, shape, or form. When you look at relationships and you see people who are like going through these serious changes, but the changes is the same issue over and over and over again. Right. And most times we're looking at people or people's lives who we really we don't know. We, we don't know these people. Right. We only know what other people are sharing about them. And then sometimes we have our own life experiences because it could be could have been our parents. It could be our sister, our brother or our, our auntie and uncle there. You know, we have examples of all these different relational things in life. And so the thing that we were focusing on was being in relationship. And then you find out that the person in one, one of these people in the relationship is not truth forthcoming, not, you know, and yet at times we know these things about a person. We've experienced the trauma and the hurt and the pain but we keep allowing this person to bushwhack us, mm. right? We keep doing the patty whack, give a dog a bone thing with a person and with ourselves, mm -hmm. because we keep saying, I'm gonna give you another chance, but you're also giving them another chance to hurt you again, right? Mm -hmm. Now, we were talking about the fact of, but from a, the perspective of self, mm -hmm. what do I do with that? Like, what, is that, what does that say about me when I keep operating in the same realm of something that I know is not giving, giving me back what I'm giving out or I'm not gaining or getting what I am expecting, right? So... We, we started this conversation because we were talking about Neo, right? And we were like, 
oh, okay, Neo, you know, Neo and his wife, you know, been together eight years, you know, and again, we don't know these people. This is just, we're just using this as an example because it, it's prominent in the news, right? So eight years of marriage, um, during COVID, they were, he had spoken, done several interviews about how they were on the verge of getting divorced. Um, because his wife was pretty much done with him. She was ready to leave. And I, I think she might have left him at a point. I'm not really certain, but she was ready to go. Well, COVID hit. They were together. They had another child together. So he was like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. This saved our lives. This saved our marriage. And now she's like, you're a dirty dog. But, but, but not to mention they had a whole bit. They got remarried again. That's oh, that's right. And they, you know, that that's right. They had a whole renewal, beautiful, lovely, extravagant mm -hmm. ceremony. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but this is what, go ahead. But this is what I say that you, and it's, it's however, which way this goes, you cannot build your happiness on another woman's tears. You cannot. And I think that especially us as women and it's more so us as women than it is men we will meet a man and you know he seems to be like a very nice man okay not i mean because they will put on a show for you you know oh you know i was married or i had somebody in this man's case he was in a relationship with another woman Right. Never married her, but had produced two children with her. Mm -hmm. okay. And for whatever reason, he did not marry her, but asked her to tie her tubes. So she would not because he did not want any more children. You know, they broke up or whatever. Next thing you know, I don't even know from what I understand they, that she thought they were still in a relationship. He started with this woman. No, they had broken up. But the whole thing is then he got with this woman and got her pregnant. Now he's having a baby over here, but now you ask this woman to tie her tubes. It's always really like just how we live in this world now of social media. We think we know who these people are, but what was being shared on social media. But you, I, I guess me, like I'm older now, but certain things that men say to you and how they do other women, oh, he's never going to do that to me. Oh my God, he will. Right. Because that's character his character a person's character speaks for itself right there's this old movie i can't remember the name oh mrs winterborn it's an old movie that ricky lake did and don't forget it's a cute little movie with her and shirley mcclain but she's with this man and he was he was already no good gets pregnant he's like oh that's not my baby throws out the house in the rain whatever she ends up you know getting mistaken from somebody else ends up with this wealthy family and what happens is once she gets with the wealthy family, the guy finds out because he was a bum anyway. It's like, I'm, I'm going to tell them that that's my baby unless you pay me money. And so she's scared and, you know, and he gets killed. So they blame her for the murder. But come to find out when she was in the rain begging him for a place to sleep because she's pregnant. He's up there with his other woman. So I said, um, you better not ever do that to me. And he said, I'll never do that to you. And come to find out she killed him. Because she was pregnant, he and threw he her out. It to her. But he and she took him out for it. Because a ca person's character does not lie. 
it, 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 I'm telling you, if you watch a pattern, I, I know men personally, you know, but it's a pattern. So, so here, so the thing that we, when we were talking about all this last night, the thing that we focused on was, like you said, he asked this woman to tie her tubes and she did, she accommodated him. He is not the only, there was, uh, what's, what's the other act? Clint Eastwood with Sandra Clint Locke. Eastwood did it with, uh, with Sandra his, Locke. A, a woman, he, what was her name? name Sandra, Sandra Locke. Sandra Locke, right? Uh, we would talk, we, we brought up, you know, Mary J and her ex-husband, right? Now, her, she didn't tie her twos, but Mary said that she didn't have children because there were three children already. And she, she was fine with that, with being a mother to his three children, because she considered those her children. You know, um, there was conversation about, um, like, uh, what's Ashanti. her name? Ashanti, Ashanti, right? Who spent nine, 10 years with, with Nelly and had had children, and, had he, and he had children, right? And so mm-hmm. I threw in, and so my mind goes to what are we saying about ourselves when we make such a vast decision about our future and our lives based on what someone else wants from us, i.e., the man in our life who we are loving or your significant other, whomever that may be. In your more life. Then you, you make you make them a priority and exactly. then they you allow them. So I, I so for me I was saying I started doing a like an inventory right there, you know, saying when you are with someone, what are the attributes of this person that causes us to be so drawn? that we forget ourselves because that's not love it's and and the reason why i say it's not love because there has to be self-love first for me to be able to love you but if i had self-love i would not do some of the things that i would do because someone asked me just because you asked me doesn't mean i have to accommodate and it would also say that if I had this, this strong self-love of myself and the, the security of being okay with being by myself, with myself, right? And I'm not saying that's forever. I'm just saying being with myself, right? And being comfortable mm-hmm. with it because what someone else is asking me is a sacrifice that I cannot afford to make. No. I don't, I don't have, as we would say, I don't have the bandwidth to keep giving away all of me so that you can feel better, right? And yet- you, you, you have to give away yourself in a relationship to that's taking from you, then that's nothing healthy about that. Right. You know what I mean? If someone comes into your relationship, as we had our guest on Kelly, they she when she said she asked God, I want somebody who's gonna not take from me, but it's gonna like add to add. what I have. Right. And it's the same with right. the person. You wanna add to what they have, you're not taking from them. But, you know, and I think and I, I have six brothers. And the one thing that I've learned from my six brothers and a whole host of male cousins is that when they meet women and it's something like so fly, you know, she's taking care of herself, she's doing this. But once she starts, she's more interested in them than she is in herself. They lose interest in her. You know, 
was like because you're not a challenge are, anymore. Most men, men want a challenge, right? Uh, I, and women, I think I think women, women we want a challenge too. Even to the people think no, no, you got to get down and ask a man to marry you. Even to this day, uh, when a man when a man wants you, he will come after you. Right. He if will he come does not for come you. After you. He does not want you. Now, oh, now I hear people all saying, "Well, he didn't come after me, but I went. We married now. You gave up a lot of yourself for that. You gave a lot of yourself. And, you started giving up when you did it in the first place. And you set a precedent. You set exactly. a precedent that you know, as as my mom would say, you know, don't start nothing you ain't gonna keep up. That's right, exactly. Because <laughs> because <laughs> once you start it, That's it, right. it That's only it. it snowballs. It's just like without children. If you mm-hmm. if you want your children to act and behave in a certain way, from the moment they have sense, you have to start putting mm-hmm. and laying the foundation for what the expectations are of mm-hmm. them from you, right? Or to you know you to them and vice versa. Exactly so right. if you don't do that, or you can't wait until they're like now they're talking, they're walking, they're five years yeah. old. And they're getting ready to go to school, and now you're like, you need to learn how to sit down. Uh, it um, comes out. You start say doing that when they come out of the womb, right? You have to right. lay the foundation. That's so right. if That's right. so, if I come into this relationship with I am doing everything that you're supposed to be doing, or or I think that if I show it to you, you will then reciprocate it back to me. That is not how this works. Because in most times, as human beings, by nature, we are selfish. By nature, we are selfish people. We are selfish beings, right? It's by nature. But we need to be selfish. Right, but I'm saying selfish in the the manner where I'm saying it's it's on the other side. It's so far to the other side. Yes, we all need to be selfish. That's that's self-preservation. Self-care is everything. But I think that, I mean, no, I think I think we're not enough. Really, as I'm looking and the more I study, we're not enough to the other side because if you were really selfish and think thought about your self-care, we wouldn't have as many toxic relationships as we have. You know, no. it's like we were talking about, you know, when, you know, one of my friends is saying that this is the first guy that she's been with that told her no. It's like, and so at that time, Maybe you thought that that she thought he was being selfish, but he was just like saying, no, this is what, you know, and then you had to like decide whether that worked for you or it didn't work for you. And right. she was like, I learned something from that. And it's okay. Right. Because if you don't, because then when you start giving up everything for that relationship, you're right. in trouble. And right. it like, I think that we have to make it, we have made the word selfish negative. And selfish really is not a negative word. No. You know? I mean, when you're talking about now, I think that and I think we're using the wrong connotation. Now, well, if you're sick and your mate doesn't want to feed you food or give you something to help you, or they're selfish, that's not selfish. That's more like crazy. No, but what I was saying, be okay, before no, we do we need selfishness to be to have self-preservation. I completely agree with you. But what I'm saying is by nature. As humans, we're selfish. And I'm saying sometimes that selfishness for some people goes over a limit where you're impacting another person negatively. That's what I meant by that. 
the selfishness. I think the word, but I think that word, I think that I want to really study that word a little bit more, just in general, because I think that's not the word. It's the more and more I study it because it's like, I think that we use it. That's what I was just saying. I think that we use a selfish out of character. I don't think that's really what that is. I think that when you are, when people like say, like I said, for example, if something's wrong and a person doesn't care for you, we'll say they're selfish. But I don't think that's the word. I think it's a, it has to be another word for that. That's what I'm trying to say. But I know what you're saying. It's like when it's like, because that would be the word I would normally use saying, oh, they're so selfish and so self-centered. But I don't think that's really the word. But, but, I think okay. have- but the meaning of selfish is of a person, right. action or motive, lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. That is the meaning of selfish. Mm. Right. And I think we have tried society has tried to flip the meaning of selfish. Like we take many words and flip it to be um about self-care and self-preservation and thinking about self and taking care of self and being loving oneself i get it so yeah people are saying you have to be selfish to be able to take care of yourself so what's the definition of self-preservation so maybe maybe that's the word okay maybe it is let's see the protection of oneself from harm or death, especially regarded as a basic instinct in human beings and and animals. So maybe self-preservation is a better terminology when you are talking about taking care of self, right? Because selfishness is the, is a, it is a negative connotation that we are now trying to make a positive connotation, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the words do mean, you know, they mean, they mean what they mean, but we're using them differently. But my point is, is that when we get to the point of, because we will say, I can't believe that this person did this to me, right? I can't believe that I gave all this time, I put in all this energy, all this work. (laughs) Yeah, I should have left yo a long time ago, right? So, yes, right. Wait until her tail, baby. Just I should have look smoking a cigarette, light that thing, and pour the gas on the car and walk away. That was the best moment ever. Best, that is an epic moment ever. Okay, but they saw the movies in between crazy people try to stop and try to do it, right? Right. And so it it, is, and that's a good point, Steph, right? Mm -hmm. Self, so self-preservation, if you watch that movie, that's a perfect example of where you were this person when you met this person, right? And then you Mm -hmm. spent these years with this person, this time with this person, you have now changed who you were to accommodate this person, right? But guess what? you don't even know this person that you have become. And now you hate him, he hates you, and you hate you. That is a perfect example of- I, I, don't, I, would, I, would say, I wouldn't say it was hate, I, I would say it's strong resentment. Oh, you know? no, it was, there was hate, there was hate. 
no, there was hate. Don't say that. That was hate. That was hate based on the the anger, the anguish and pain that she experienced and yeah, the because, like, because when because when he was building it, she wanted to start her catering business. And he was like, no, no, it's not a good time to start your catering business. Right. Build this business and everything like that. Right. And she supported him, raised the kids, and you know, and helped him right. build that business, his business. Right. And you how know, many also. women do that? How many women are in relationship and then say, someone says, listen, and no, I'm gonna take that back because I know some females who have done it too, who have said, You you stay home. Well, you do this. I'm going to go back to school. Let me work on getting my degree first. And then when I'm done, it'll be your turn. I know dudes who have done that and have been in situations where the wife did not uphold her end of the promise. She got every degree she wanted to get. And then she was like, deuces, bro. I'm out. Yeah, that was about me and my ex-husband. Yeah, deuces are I, out. I know, I know, I know men who have experienced this. And I'm not saying one man. I know men who have experienced mm-hmm. it. So I'm not gonna make it a one-sided thing as I try not to ever do because we are all human and we all have our stuff. And so that's what I mean. When you have put your life basically on a major hold in order to because you trusted and believed and visioned with this person that yes, this is what life is gonna be about. And then as we talked about last week, you are on straight street, (laughs) going down straight street, baby. And you get to the light on straight street and go to talk to the person and you're like, bro, bro, yeah. You were journey by myself, what happened? (laughs) <laughs> yes. Now that's one of the times that you need to look in the rearview mirror. But let me let me drop a little nugget here. Something that just came to my mind. You ever realized that in a rearview mirror, even when you're looking in a rearview mirror, oh my God, this is good. God, thank you. When you're looking in a rearview mirror and you're driving, you're going forward, right? Mm-hmm. The further you go forward, the smaller the thing behind you becomes. It's true. And it becomes to a point that what happens? It's out of sight. Exactly. You cannot exactly. see it anymore. Exactly. Oh, my God. This is why you cannot. Li- you do need a rearview mirror, but you can't live in your rearview mirror. Exactly. Push back, patty wag, give a dog a bone. Well, give yourself <laughs> that bone. Exactly. You, man, oh, oh my God. <laughs> The, you know, the, the reality it's behind like, you, and that's why it's behind you because it's over. You can't go back and change it. It's over. But but you teach people how to treat you. Amen. I mean, everyone. I mean, even even down to your parents, and because it, it, everything's a relationship. Even when you first give birth to your child, you right then and there. There's a relationship. That baby's gonna like this is what I need from you, <laughs> and you'd be like, this is what I need from you. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's it's it, that's just the way it goes. And when you fail, or for some reason, and I was thinking about this after we had spoken last night, for some reason, we have, especially when it comes to romantic relationships, all you have is conversation, you're holding the phone, fall asleep on the phone, 
you know, and now the cell phone, you have to hold it on a speaker phone. You know, I have the earbuds in and oh, just nothing but conversation. And once you're in that relationship, all of a sudden you're scared to tell him what's wrong. Are you scared to tell him what's wrong? Because you don't want the you don't want the attitude, or you don't want her to be upset, or you know, or you don't want him to be upset, or you don't want her to break up with you, or want him to break up with you. And I'm like, what's wrong with that picture? If anything, you should be communicating even better. Now, now we're in it, okay? You know, we're not, oh, I love your voice. Oh, I love your voice. Oh, I don't want to go to sleep. I can't stop. So, you know what I mean? Now we're in this. It should be better. It should be like, we should be like, you know, and not, and I think the thing is that you want to speak out of anger. And that's really kind of what happens. Once everything is built up, then the resentment is there. Then it's like, you know, then you're just throwing up all over the person in a, the most negative way. And that's going to make anybody kind of retreat to the corner. And or like for me, you back me in the corner. I'm like, yeah, I, I got to get out of here for good. You know, <laughs> you know, you just like, you want to find I don't out. like being backed in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, nobody likes being back. Though. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Nobody likes to be up in the corner. You know what I'm saying? Anybody, a dog, an animal, a child, they're going to come at you in a way that you don't want to become yep. at. So yeah. it's like, but you, we need to continue those depths of conversation. You know, the same way that we couldn't stop talking when we first met. Like, the, it needs to be there because if you're not having a conversation, you're not doing anything. But you know what it is? It's the conversation. It's always, especially like, we as women, you know, men are intuitive too, but we, we're more intuitive in a lot of ways. You know, we have certain traits that they have yes. that we have, you know, that's different. But it's like, as soon as they come in the room, you feel that, okay, something's changed. Yep. That's you feel that energy. energy. You feel right. That's the energy I felt yesterday. Yes. So now it sometimes it's that, you know, they saw a cute girl and like, maybe this, maybe I should have waited a little bit longer. Uh, this girl look cuter than me over here. You know what I'm saying? But how can he come and say that to you? <laughs> but all the, all the energy, you know what I'm saying? That, that's really why you have to really take your time. Because when someone's all over you, you'd be like, okay, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, when they say love bombing, somebody's love bombing you, like, you really want to back up a lot of steps. And let's see how this goes because they just all of a sudden like they just all over you next thing you know you're in this whirlwind relationship and you're like what happened and six months later he didn't even know your name you know what's so interesting about that i was watching i you know i've seen the diary of black of a angry of a mad was a mad diary of angry black woman diary of an angry mad black woman oh yes okay seen that movie a thousand times and I'm sure many of us have mm. but every time I watch that movie and this is to me levels of maturity right because mm. okay what her husband did to her was awful it was it was in fact awful it was awful everything he did to her was awful but she had no self-preservation but she had no self-preservation because even if your husband says or your spouse says to you you can stay home you don't have to worry about working you ought to be doing something every day that ain't just cleaning the and you didn't clean the house because you had a housekeeper right what? you right, didn't not, have not children so you should right. be doing something else 
you should be doing something else in your life, right? I think life is not made for us to sit around and, and primp and press all day. But something that I realized that I think I did not look at ever before in this manner was when she met Shamar Moore, whatever his character's name was, right? And, and um, you know, as, yeah. as, as we, yeah, it was bad. As, as you watch their relationship develop, right? In my mind, Shamar Moore would have been a man I would not have dated because Shamar Moore heard what she said of her hurt and her pain and where she had been and da 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 And yet he was like, I love you. I, I'm in love with you. I can't breathe without you today. Yeah, bro, that sounded so good. But <laughs> you know what? I never realized at that moment where he had asked the night before, do you love me? And she did not answer. She could not answer. And that's actually the night she ran out, right? Because that's the night the husband was shot, okay? When he asked that question, you and I talked about this last night. If I got to ask you, if you love me, baby, go somewhere. Exactly. If you yeah. have to ask a person, do you love me? And then they say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, that's just like, are you, 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 didn't, you didn't watch Sex in the City, but they had this whole arc with um, Blair. Wait, wait, wait. wait okay. Don't let me lose this. Okay. But my point is, he asked, she didn't answer. Then the next morning, no, he goes, it's okay. I understand. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, but uh, the uh. next morning, she wakes up with an engagement ring that he put on her finger when she was asleep. I don't remember that part. Okay. Girl, okay. that is a sign of run, forest, run. <laughs> See, sometimes we don't even catch the insanity of a person's behavior that they're already exhibiting controlling behavior. <laughs> see most of us would have woke up and go oh my god he had proposed to me he said i was talking to steph last night about my first proposal only to realize that that was a sucker punch move it was a sucker punch move i got engaged to a man i had dated for five years but it was a sucker punch move because we had literally broken up Came home for the holidays. He proposed. I was in Atlanta. He was in New York. I remember driving, not driving on the plane back home going, what the hell have you done? <laughs> I wasn't looking at it because I was admiring and I was looking at it going, what the hell have you done? Oh, God. Then I came home and I let myself, then I said, no, I love him. I, 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 I love him. We've been together for We're going to make this years. work. <laughs> right, we're gonna make this work. Oh my god, I haven't, I haven't put in all this time for nothing. Oh my god, and to let somebody else get all that I put into it. Oh my god, all that I've taught him and, and trained him to be. Some other woman will walk around, girl. I should have been like, run your and him, run, Forrest, run, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but I'm telling y'all. 
These are the signs that we miss. This is, this is the grace that we do not give ourselves. I remember telling my mom, I didn't want to get married. And my mom said, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I had you know, a cool mom like that. She was I like, had, okay, the million dollars. Right. You don't want to walk down the aisle? Don't but have I to. had such tremendous guilt. I had tremendous guilt on the side of my mom has spent hard-earned money. I love this person. I do. I love him. Despite whatever his crazy was, I loved him. That was my feelings toward him. I loved him. But my mom had done all of this for us and for me to have a wedding. Then he had moved here from New York, left his job, got a new job. Again, sign of control. Missed it. Red flag. Missed all of that. Right? This is what I'm saying. We got to be more in tune that when your gut tells you something, when your heart is telling you something, man, take the moment to sit down and examine that thing. Because I married this man after five years of dating and we were not married a month. We were not married a month. Because more of the controlling came out, more of the insanity came out, more of the character of whom he really was, the representative had gone. Representative <laughs> said, yo, I put my time in, I'm out, deuces. <laughs> Will the real person show up? Yo, he showed yeah. up, I was like, Woo, I got to go. Somebody got to leave here. <laughs> One of us got to leave here. But that's just like my first marriage. I mean, my first marriage was like a, was a rebound marriage. You know, like I, I tell you, because I got married the same chapel where um, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck just got married. So did I. Not Are the first time. Me? Not the first time. That's where Ron and I married. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, so we, but we planned it. We didn't. We didn't elope. We planned it. Okay. So yeah. Well, we we eloped, but we didn't know. We we we'd love to get married in Las Vegas, but we didn't know where we got married there. Okay. But, but anyway, and so, but all through this, even prior to, well, yeah, no, I could see, I, I was love bomb, and I could see like the little things, you know what I mean? But me not being like, I'm not a really, I don't really like dating like that. You know, I like to be in a relationship, be married, you know, and my, when I broke, when my, when my fiance broke up with me, my aunt said to me, you do not marry someone you love. You marry somebody you have something in common with mm. that, you know, like doing things together. You grow together. Mm. Never marry all in love. That's not good. I never forget my aunt told me that. And so we had something in common at the time. And I had seen him. My mother dragged me out because I was like, it won't go nowhere. Come, come, we'll do a go to a fashion show. That's your thing. You know, Took me to this fashion show. He was a model in the fashion show. And for some reason, I was just loving men with ponytails. Not the not the man bun, but the ponytails back in the day. He had a ponytail. And I was like, oh, okay. And um, then, but this other guy, and I am that person, the ponytail guy wasn't looking at me, but this other guy was looking at me. And he, he was a cutie pie too. And he was like, my, my mother was this part, go hang out, go hang out. My mother was like, she was like, that. she'll drag me out to a party or a club. My mother's cool like that. And so he was like, well, we got a suite upstairs. I go go upstairs and change. We're going to have an after party and all this kind of stuff. 
So when I went upstairs to his suite, who's up there but the ponytail guy? <laughs> and the ponytail. they were, they were, but it was like room. They they shared a room and suite. And then the, the ponytail guy had a fiance. Mm-hmm. I never forget her name was Chrissy. And so I'm talking to Chrissy. And we all got, you know, whatever. Then I don't know what happened. And the other guy was Aaron. And we hung out for a little bit. Then I don't know what happened. And like literally, like a year or so later, I'm in my store in the Pan Am building. I forgot what the name of the building is now, but it sits above Grand Central Station. And who walks in my store but the ponytail guy? And he no longer has a ponytail. And I'm like, oh my God, hi, how are you? And he was like, hi, like, I don't remember you. I said, you know, I, you had a friend, Aaron, guys, models. He said, oh, he said, oh yeah, I remember. He said, I said, I met your fiance, Chrissy. Oh my God, Chris. Oh my gosh, she was so crazy. I had to break up with her. We didn't get, you know, he was this whole thing. And um, long story short, he asked me out on a date. And at that point, like, if anybody asked me out for a date, I would say yes. So I would always end up with like probably like five dates on one night because I learned that something's going to fall off. And sure enough, the night I had all these dates and I forgot that my brother, him and his wife, had a baby. And I said, bring all the babies to me. I said, oh, I'll take the baby for the weekend. And he was only like, he wasn't even a month old yet. I said, bring the baby to me. I said, I'll babysit for the weekend so you guys can hang out. And when I got home, my brother and his wife was there with the new baby. So oh, everybody about the date. Mm-hmm. I, no, I forgot about the babies baby. coming. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so they were like, oh, so they were calling. Like, what are we going to do? I said, well, my nephew's here. Oh, call me and get rid of the kid. You know. And he was the only one said to me, he said, well, let's go to like brunch in the morning, you know, like daytime. And then you could bring the baby. There we go. And it just started rolling from there. Next thing I know, seven weeks later, after I, or two weeks, he asked me to marry him. I said, yes. <laughs> Five weeks later, we was in Las Vegas. You said no. <laughs> oh, you said, oh, that's the, oh no, that's right. You got married. I that was, the, that was her little marriage, y'all. But that was my little match. But when, but I could see um, when uh, Janice, uh, Janet Jackson's album Control had just come out, mm. and I had her hairstyle on the cup on the cover. He was like, "Why are you wearing hair like that?" You, know, you already started like picking. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was just the it was those little things. You know what I'm saying? And I walk. I was walking down the aisle, thinking like, "Oh my God, what I got myself into," and just regretting it. And eventually, that's when I moved to Starrett City when I was for that brief time. And eventually, just got you know was not healthy. And then he tried to lay paws on me. That yeah. really was not going to work. Yep. And yep. seven weeks later, I filed for divorce. So the whole relationship was fourteen weeks. And then it took me six months. It's a whole movie months. called Fourteen Weeks, isn't there? <laughs> No, I think it's fifteen. I don't know. It's something with that. It's a movie think- called Fourteen <laughs> Weeks. I don't know. Yeah, two weeks. I think it's two called two weeks. Okay. But yeah, but yeah, but it was um so it was interesting, but you you learn. And but then I realized maybe about five years ago he was on Facebook talking about, I'm looking for my wife. Oh for yes, I forgot. Yes. <laughs> Stephanie's first yeah. husband was looking for her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like still, how many years has it been? I would I would not know him if he showed up. You know, he's like been, one, he's matured since then. <clears throat> I, I, oh my god, I've been dying. And I like you know how I love I love the view. I, I haven't been watching in a while, but Barbara Walter said one day she was standing in her building 
And she said, you know, she's standing, this guy walks by and says, hi, Barbara. And she says, hi. And she said, she was trying to think who it was. So after a while, she realized it was her first husband. And I said, you know, that would be me. <laughs> because I, I really don't remember what he looks like like that. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I don't keep pictures. I'm good for throwing pictures in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me too. I learned that. So that that's the thing about, so really, some real quick points, right? Because we, we, we've been, we've been we, yeah, we all the right. But let me finish this part. It took me 10 years. I got married 23 the first time. I didn't get married again until 33. <laughs> Do it again. Amen. But yeah. I will say that being bushwhacked creates hurt pain in your life. It really does. But you have to remember to give yourself grace, right? Exactly. More, more importantly, you have to remember to learn from the things that have hurt you. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. like it's, it's like being a kid. It's like being told, don't touch the hot stove. You know, once you touch the hot stove, the stove is going to burn you. The burn is going to leave a scar. The scar is going to hurt. And the scar will always remind you of that you turned that, you hurt, you touched that hot stove. I think at times that that's what we have to do. Right? <laughs> that's what we have to do with our, with our trauma. Not live in it, not keep rehearsing it, not keep going back and reading the same story over and over and over again, nor yeah. also not keep telling the same story over and over and over Absolutely. again. Absolutely. If, if you would live life with what I said a few moments ago, and that was for me too, that was for me, so deeply for me, about the rearview mirror reflection, that if you... When you're driving, man, you there are things in our lives that we've really got to like unload it. However, mm -hmm. you need to do that. Even you, if you got to write it down and burn it, if you mm -hmm. got to go somewhere and throw it in the ocean, don't litter in the ocean, don't pollute the ocean now. But exactly. you don't have to find way. ways to get rid of those things. Even if you take the time to write a letter to whomever that person is or persons are that have caused pain, hurt, and trauma in your life, because sometimes people don't even know because we didn't tell them, right? That's true. And the other times they know and they don't care. Exactly. So That's going true. back to them <laughs> is not going to hurt, not going to help you anyway more, right? Mm -hmm. So you just got to figure out how you heal from that, that self-preservation mm -hmm. about yourself, but you got to learn how to work through it. But you really got to remember the further you drive away from a point, the further away, wherever that trauma was, you are from mm -hmm. right it's true. You, and so you can't see it even if you keep turning back you can't see it you can't see it you can't feel it you can't touch it you got to figure out in your life how do i work through this thing to the point that it does not affect me like that mm -hmm. right because i do think we make decisions in relationships based on previous relationships mm -hmm. good and bad Oh yeah, exactly. And yeah, but and you're you're supposed to say really, and it's not easy. But the point of healing is when you can make a decision without even thinking about that past relationship, right? You know that you love like you've never loved before, right? So, and that means you have to do the work. And most time, we don't want to do the work, right? You know what I mean? We don't. But you just want to put a bandaid on a, on on a, a scar. You know, something that cut to the bone. You can't put a band-aid on that. It's no, layers can't. and layers and layers that have to heal. 
you know. And sometimes, and if and the reality, the use of scar as an analogy, if you take the time for each layer to heal right, you won't even be left with a scar. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's like the, that's like the scar on your heart. If you take if you take each layer, and it's like when because each layer they do they stitch it up, and when those stitches are so fine on each layer, you won't even see a scar. You have to get real real close to see. Wow, right. you know if there was some, a pain there at one time in her life, but look right. how well it's healed. Right. And remember, because scars you- are your or the strength and your resiliency that you healed. You survived exactly. Exactly. Scars, scars remind us, yes, sometimes of the hurt and the pain, but your scars also are your badge of survival. Mm-hmm. Your, your scar is your badge of resiliency. That's right. Your scar is your badge of healing. And it's important that we remember that because we talk to ourselves, oh my God, so negatively sometimes. And we beat ourselves up about mistakes that we have made and things we mm-hmm. made and decisions that we made. And sometimes our decisions were not based on truth. We, we may have thought it was, but it wasn't based <laughs> on truth, right? But by the time we feel by the time we figure out and realize it wasn't based on truth, most times it's too late, right? We're, like we're, down that rabbit hole. Right, we're so like- deep down the rabbit hole, we can't even see no light at the top of the rabbit hole. We don't even know where the hole is because there's too many holes now. I don't even know where the hole is to get out of here, right? So, it's so true. It's but so remember true. that you have to give yourself that bone. Bushwhack patty back, give a dog a bone. Give yourself that bone of forgiveness, that bone of grace, you know, really that do. bone of, of healing. Yes, mm-hmm. that bone of yeah, forgiveness. You got so so we talked when we started this, you know, Steph and I went back and forth about selfishness, self-preservation. Well, have some selfish self-preservation. How, how about yeah. that? Does that sound better? Have mm-hmm. some selfish self-preservation. Yeah. SSP. And, and not, not to mention that, like I was saying, forgiveness starts with yourself. Amen. Forgiveness starts with yourself. And we have to learn how to forgive, forgive ourselves. Right. You know, yeah. definitely. But, but in order to forgive yourself, you have to own it. Yes. That that really is the problem. People don't want to own it. Yeah. I know many people in my family like, oh, I don't know why this happened to me. I don't, I don't know. Like, why is this happening? Why? Oh, I, I can't get this. Own it. Yeah. Whatever it may be. There, you're, if you were there, you're a common denominator. <laughs> Hello. You Anything that happens it. in your life, you're there. So. You know, you cannot go around and saying like, oh, why is, you know, pain always falling on my head? I don't know what I did. You know, you have to own it. And then when you own it, then you can forgive yourself because you're saying, I want somebody to forgive me, but you're not even forgiving yourself. You're not even owning your part in the situation. That's true. That's very true. That's not, that's why a lot of people don't heal and can't forgive themselves because they don't want to own it. You want to go on the rock somewhere. I'm not saying you got to tell me. Mm. You got to just tell yourself, <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to write it in a letter, right? you know, because God knows all that's happening. Yeah. You know, not just when you step into the church on Sunday morning. <laughs> He's with you 24-7. I, I saw was- something the other day on Facebook and somebody said it on a show last night or the other night this week that I was watching. And the statement was, you know, all, we all have a chapter that we cannot read out loud. 
Hello. And I was like, I Go said, to. I I'm said, back. just one. <laughs> <laughs> I need therapy. Just uh-huh. one. He uh-huh. just got one. Oh my god. But 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 seriously, guys, just SSP. I love that selfish self preservation. Bushwhack, paddywhack, give us, give a dog a bone, give yourself the bone, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so right. So we hope that you all garnered something today. I had an epiphany today. Oh, my God. That really you driving <laughs> down the road. I'm going to have to put that on a post-it note and uh-huh. post it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll T-shirt line. Gotta come. We got to get some things on some T-shirts. Yes, we do. Because that was... Uh, that was all God. That wasn't me, y'all. That was God. I just got That's what. Well, but hey, the work, the best things come from God. You, yeah. and you stop all good things come from God. Yeah. That's right. That's so, right. honey bunny, have right. a great weekend. Enjoy yourself, y'all. Yes. Have a wonderful weekend. Right. Take some time out to be good to yourself. Take some time. Put your feet up. Have some tea. Have some good food. You know, love on yourself. Listen to some good music. Drink some good wine. <laughs> something good for yourself this weekend yes 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 have a great yeah. weekend and um if you think you're missing something or like was i supposed to go somewhere check double check your calendar because i missed a major event last weekend because i didn't double check my calendar like what happened to you what what did i miss <laughs> I'm, I'm good for that though like if you think i tell my people if you like i know stephanie would be here just send me a quick text because I just kind of like slipped my mind. <laughs> just showed up. I didn't show up. The girl was like, you all right? You don't got, you, you got about the graduation party. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I did. And you I felt like I had something to do, but I, I looked. I said, well, I guess not, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah. just have a good week. Enjoy yourselves and keep smiling. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I'm silly today. <laughs> enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Oh, oh, you're like, oh, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself for me. Better enjoy Jackson yourself. That girl can sing. Jackson Fizer, Better enjoy sing. yourself. Hey, y'all. Y'all have a great weekend. We love y'all. Be blessed. Love you, honey bunny. Love you too, honey bunny. <laughs>